Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club. This week we play To the Moon. And this is why I'm a soft boy. And then afterwards they go through life together. Can I inject you with some testosterone or something? I don't know. I need help. <laughs> I feel like your your uh, your hormones are off a little You're bit. Embarrassing right us, Jacob. Do I need beta blockers? Pull together. Okay. <laughs> Pull it together. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna look at you in the face. <sighs> okay, there. there. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. <laughs> Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm our host, Jacob McCourt, and with me I have two friends. My first friend is Mike Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a game. I'm, I'm here to talk about good games. I don't know about you. I'm here to talk about a game. Oh boy. And then my second friend is Mo Murtadi. Let's chat. Great. So today we're talking about To the Moon, uh, which is one of my picks. I get two picks in a row. I actually get three picks in a row, which is great. Uh, Mike, do you, do you maybe want to like talk about the this The time game? of reckoning is near. <laughs> I don't think I got we're any be picks for a while. Skyrim and Coder and oh. all these big RPGs, and I can see the tears welling up in your eyes right it, now, but they're coming. It hurts. They're coming. They're so long. Yes. But before that, let's talk about To the Moon, a uh, game... Uh, created by Freebird Games mm-hmm. uh, out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, a local game. Um, and it is a game about... Uh, wait, 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 wait. I can't wait till you try to explain this game because I attempted it once this mm-hmm. past weekend and I failed like three times trying to explain it. And okay. I was like, you know what? Just listen to our podcast. I, I actually want to hear you try and explain okay, it three yeah. times. You explain you try. Okay, you I'll it give it a shot. We'll each try. Okay, I'll give it a shot. So essentially you're playing like a... You're Okay. The, to start off, you are two scientists that, and that those are the people you guess you play as, and it's like a top view game, kind of like Gen One Zelda, like uh, uh, that, I guess, or like the Pokemon style view of games on the Game Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're what you and you kind of learn new things as you go. So what happens is you show up to this house. There's some guy, old man dying in a room upstairs. And you go talk to him, and you're like, "Hey, yeah, we're from this uh, academy or this uh, this department from the science place, uh, and they're and they're expecting you." I'm surprised people don't know what you're talking about yeah. when you give them a sex location. Because literally, no. So, anyways, they're like, "Hey, yeah, look, we're here, we're here to help you." Out. And then you realize they, they apparently what they do is they offer a service to like people that are dying. This is from my understanding. And what they do is they kind of go into your brain, go through your memories, and change your memories based off of a wish that you might have to do or what you want to do that way in your brain as you're dying you fulfill whatever dream that you've tried to accomplish and they'll help you accomplish that in your head um so the premise of the game is you go through this guy's memories to help him fulfill his longtime dream of going to the moon that's all you kind of know and that's kind of where you start Mm -hmm. off i like the back half of that explanation the yeah. back half is I would I would definitely take that. Got lost in the weeds yeah. a bit there, but we got a little lost in the forest. But when we came out the other side, there was you know there's a, a treasure chest. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I I actually read throughout this entire game, which what? is you know <laughs> you know it's a struggle for me because whenever we play those like any type of like first person shooter or third person shooter with Spec Ops, our last podcast, check uh-huh. it out if you haven't. Um, I kind of skip through any dialogue. And I'm like, let me just shoot things or <laughs> let me just solve puzzles. But I actually did kind of eventually kind of read through it well i think you have to because that's kind of the meat in this, the meat in this game mike yeah. do you want to try and explain this game so i just want to comment first on most thing i was about halfway through the game or a little bit shy of halfway through 
And it just struck me like, oh no, Mo's gonna hate this. <laughs> oh no, Mo's gonna hate this. I had that you same have to moment. Read and there's no shooting. You know what's funny? I had that same moment for myself, thinking about you guys <laughs> thinking about that. Because halfway through, I'm like, oh my god, you guys are probably so stressed. But you right know now. what you did? So we have a we have a chat between us. But our rule is that we usually never talk about the game because we like to save our impressions for like in the raw form. Takes. Hottest don't, takes. Don't talk about hottest the podcast. But now. Mo messaged me and said you went through about half an hour of the game, right? Yeah, and what what did you say to me in chat? You're like, man, this is crazy. No, I, right? think, I think I kept it as ambiguous as possible. I said I'm only thirty minutes in, but oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was positive. Is your oh boy not positive? We'll find we'll out find right out. now. Okay, so let me try to explain. Let me get to the explanation. Okay, so you play as a pair of scientists uh, who go to end of life patients. And rewrite their memories. Uh, and the patient that this game is the focus of is an old man who's a widower whose dream uh, is to get to the moon. And you don't know why. Uh, and it seems a little bit crazy. There are some odd circumstances when you when you get there. But over the course of the game, you slowly hop back through time and learn more and more of his story and figure out why he ultimately wants to get to the moon. That's that's the game right there. That's the game. That's the game. So yeah, it's it was released in 2011. Uh, it's available on PC, Mac, Linux, Android, iOS. Um, interestingly enough, it was made in RPG Maker. I was gonna say. Yeah, he, they made that thing in RPG Maker. Okay. Except the Android and iOS ports, I think they might have ported it to Unity for that. Okay. Because the iOS and Android ports only came out, I want to say this year. See, when I was looking at the credits, I didn't see RPG Maker, so I was like, oh, so this is maybe maybe not an RPG Maker game, but it looks a lot like one. How did you play it? So I played it uh, on Steam on my MacBook Air. Mo? Uh, on Steam, thanks to Jacob for a free code. Mm-hmm. I, uh, back when I was buying Humble Models like a beast, right. um, that's how I got this game and then an, addition, an additional code uh, for Mo, and I played it as well on my PC uh, thanks to a Steam code. Mm-hmm. It's a steal. I've seen this game on sale at very low prices, always sub $5. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that price, it's, you know, not a bad way to spend four hours. Oh, boy. Uh, We're really going to get into it, are here, we? aren't we? Are we gonna I, get into I think it? so. Okay. I, I already I'm rolling feel- up the sleeves. Okay. Um, so should we start at the beginning of the game? First impression, or maybe what did you guys feel as soon as you started it? And, like, for me, the, the, the beginning of the game was... When like the first time you hear that like music that goes throughout the entire game, the kids playing the piano for River. Yeah, so, yeah, that was originally what it was called, I think. And then it was mm-hmm. called. Oh, spoiler alert! Everything we're gonna say from moving forward is a complete spoiler to the game to the moon. I want to say I recommend you play. I don't know about these guys. Yeah, the, because this game is essentially all story. Um, there's not, I don't think, much use in playing the game after you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pause it right now fire it up saying it's like a four hour game or so mm-hmm. for most of us um, mm-hmm. and then come back here and join in the fun and if you are struggling uh, financially there are playthroughs online um, where uh, men a lot of men Markiplier PewDiePie they all love to cry and play this game which is soft hey, boys I, I cried I'm a soft boy a soft I, I boy. cried my eyes out but uh, beginning of the game okay uh, you can doctor, see the tears in your eyes right now I'm this game like destroyed me really? just absolutely destroyed everything well, about initially, me initially like right oh, away uh, there was about three to- three places where I cried okay we need Obviously, to know every single moment as we uh, I think I cried um, with the horse riding okay um, just because it was like so cute and adorable um, the twist 
the reason for uh, beta B, uh-huh, beta blockers, uh-huh. uh, which we'll get into in a bit. And then obviously the last scene, um, no, four times. The So many tears. The first meeting between River and Johnny. Uh-huh. And then the final scene I was crying too. So See, I I'm cried a for boy. a different reason. Why did you cry? Because it was painful to hear some of the dialogue in the game. Ooh, from a writing perspective? From a writing perspective. Okay. How how so? Like, explain it. So, one of the things that I consistently found throughout the game, and maybe maybe we're jumping a little bit ahead, but I might as well say it now. The While I think the storytelling was done very well, it picked the right right times to hop back to reveal some information i found a lot of the dialogue between people uh to be it sounded like it was from the same person Mm. the characters didn't seem like they had their own distinct voices for the most part uh and i think most of the characters spoke in a way i've never heard people speak to each other before it didn't seem like natural conversation amongst people and the situations that they would be in. Mm-hmm. And the way that they structured sentences also didn't seem like it was a native English speaker that was writing it, you know? Hmm. So uh, my, my follow along pretty well. I liked it, I guess it was, I, I know what you're saying though. Like some of the stuff they like, so the main two characters are kind of playing along. You kind of play as one of them all the time, but they both talk to each other throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of always like ripping on each other and like mm-hmm. joking about like going through some person's memories and pretending like they don't care because they're so seasoned into this field and they've always seen people's memories. Um, but I, I, I there was the one part when they do the Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I knew, like, I was sold. I knew I was going to so love that. So to show you, how, to explain to you why that even applies to this game. So the premise is when you go through into these memories, you're kind of placed into, like, I guess a scene of, like, the, the guy that you're dealing with uh, memory. And you're in a situation where you're kind of trying to discover five objects in the area. Um, and those things are, like, memoirs or things that connect the next memory that you're going to be jumping to. Because yeah. ultimately, they have to go back to the earliest memory mm-hmm. to implant this desire to go to the moon. To, it's like Inception. To, exactly. To rewrite the, the history of their memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can do that is by finding links between different memories. Yeah, so they, so can they have to further and further back. So they have to solidify the scene that they're in. So there are 19 different scenes that you go back through. Mm-hmm. So they need object to solidify themselves and then they need an object that links one memory to another. So yeah. you basically solidify the scene and then find the thing that links you so you can move backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the part where you're collecting each little object, you're kind of like collecting gems or like power-ups and each time you collect one, you get like a... Uh, attack on the main memory item and it cracks every time you hit it so as you're hitting it it's like it's like splash 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 and then the one guy references the kamehameha and he goes Kame, and then eventually his partner's like like hurry up and cracks it over and he's like how dare you you never kamehameha block <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh, dr neil watts is the male doctor and dr ava rosaline mm-hmm. is the female doctor um, she's more dry, just like, hey, let's get this done. And Dr. Neil Watts... She's more professional. Yeah, and he's not <laughs> professional at all. Right. He's, he's like a wacky sidekick almost, right? To Let's- me, he struck me as your average gamer. Uh, someone who is a little bit more lighthearted and not taking it too seriously. Mm. Um, I, I, I want to stress that I think you know the storytelling was done well. My issue is really with the dialogue. Mm. Because... Dr. Neil Watt, I think, has a great progression throughout the game. He mm-hmm. starts out not treating any of the people in the memories that he engages with as if they're real people. And when his partner goes to say, you know, why are you being such a dick? And he says, 
you know, they're not real. They're not real people. I don't need to. But or by, the, the memories are not real. Exactly. This is a simulated memory. Why exactly. do we care about it? Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But you notice by the end of the game, it doesn't matter to him that they're not real people. He, yeah. He's that, invested. That they're memories. Mm-hmm. He treats them as if they're people. He, yeah. So I, I, I think there are some. I think the storytelling's done well. Mm-hmm. I think there's good character development. I think the actual dialogue between people is like robotic and stifled, yeah. and it sounds like one voice trying mm-hmm. to speak from different perspectives. Uh, which is not really what you want to hear when it's a game that's primarily about dialogue and storytelling. So I would, I had a moment in the game where I had a, a moment where like that, where mm-hmm. I was taken out because the dialogue was so weird. And it was actually a, a scene between two kids um, and they were talking in a bedroom. And for me, the thing that struck me is I'm like a seven or eight year old wouldn't talk like this. Some of the, the vocabulary and the way they were talking. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this game is all dialogue and story, so that's why we're like we pick apart these little aspects of it. But some of the vocabulary they're using and the way you talk, and like you don't talk like that mm-hmm. when you're eight, mm-hmm. and also when you're talking to another kid. If you're talking to an adult, that's one thing. Especially your brother. Especially your brother. I, I gotta I gotta chime in. I don't think it's completely just story because like you guys know me in terms of what kind of games I like. If it's just story, I probably won't like the game. Um, there was just enough like unique gameplay slash different things to do. Perfect example, like in each of those memories, you have to solve that the grid puzzle. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the best way to call it. That if you're listening to this podcast so far, you probably went through it too. Um, but like each level has that little puzzle. That was just enough to be. Hey, this isn't part of the story. This is me just solving a challenge. Mm-hmm. Hey, great. And that's what I love about games: solving puzzles, challenges, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, even- so yeah, when you crack the bubble with the five uh, memory orbs, you then get to activate the item. And by activating it, there's a grid puzzle and uh, some tiles are flipped and some tiles aren't. And you need to get all of the tiles flipped to face it before you can travel back to the last memory. Yeah, that was like, that was entertaining enough. By the way, I I noticed after like the third one, if you started with like a diagonal flip, you solved every yeah. single one. On really? Yeah, it was so... Almost yeah. all of them were like, the, the, I think I got stuck on the second one and I kept like restarting. I'm like, why am I not figuring this out? And then I'm like, oh. You could die. restart them? I know. I just alt. You could four. restart uh, them. Alt F4. Oh, okay. Because there was a quick save that I guess was pretty. You quick. You save scummed. Yeah, alt F4 to always. You save scummed to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I like that. And then even like for example, when you when you mentioned the the hor- the horse race, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was so adorable! My God, they were yeah. so cute. I was such a soft boy. I'm such a soft boy. It was so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you go from like just walking around the entire game, and now you get to ride a horse super fast, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess w- when you enter the memory for the first time, so as you said before, Johnny Waz is on his deathbed. Um, he has a keeper. What would you call that? Yeah, like a, like a, a caretaker. A caretaker. There you go. With their two kids in the house. And the doctor. Um, and, the, and the two doctors. So they activate their dream machine. Uh, they enter his dreams. And the first scene, and I don't think we have to go through every single no. scene because some of them are just there to set up a mm-hmm. specific thing. Um, but the first scene is the yellow and blue rabbit. Probably for the first two or three, it's just like, Yo, there are white rabbits in origami throughout this whole house. Mm-hmm. And they do really good creepy music yes. when they show those. Mm-hmm. When there are these moments that are like, this is a mystery, they do good creepy music. Mm-hmm. Um, and they transition the theme song from River Song or a song for River. I'm blanking. I think it's called Four Rivers. Four, Four River. River and- As someone who's been playing the soundtrack nonstop for the past three <laughs> days, I can tell you okay. it's Four River. So they transition Four River into a creepy version and then a creepy song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really well. It's, I think it's one of the better points 
in the game. The music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the music. I never got tired of it, which is weird because like you hear it the entire time. It's just like a nice piano piece where mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of like soothing, I guess. And they bag on it in the game. A, a lot of characters keep mentioning it's a little repetitive for me. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it, it was repetitive, but I enjoyed it. It was soothing. My dad came up and uh, heard it and he's like, are you trying to meditate or something? <laughs> and, um no, I was trying to play the game, but usually a game like this without any voice acting, um, you know, with a repetitive theme song, I'm usually putting a podcast on in the background or listening to a new album or something. Mm-hmm. But in this game, I just listened to the, the soundtrack. That that would be such a shame if you had to, if you listened to a podcast throughout this, because mm-hmm. there are very few games where I'm like, especially like, because you would call this like, this is Earthbound-esque for anyone that's not seen it. Like it's top down, 16 bit. Um, there's not much to it graphically. Um, so you might be inclined to be like, Oh, I'm going to throw on a podcast and whatever. But Mm -hmm. I think the music is one of the best parts of this game. Sorry. I didn't catch you. You guys all played on computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you move your character? That was a little bit frustrating. No, 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 here we go. Cause I think I'm going to say something after you. How did you move? I alternated between clicking on my trackpad and using the arrow keys. Okay, and then... I was all clicking. Yeah, I was all clicking, and I was getting kind of annoyed, like, almost three quarters of the way through. And then there's that... I can't remember which one it was. It's like, hey, you can use arrow keys or... It's when uh, the doctor... Yeah, Dr. Eva is trying to keep you from unraveling. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. This is whack-a-mole. He's right. That's that's when the instructions pop up on screen. It says you can pick whichever one, and it says clicking is recommended or whatever it was. So after that point, I just quickly just reached over to the arrows and I realized you can move the arrows. That's so much more convenient. Um, if, you, if you haven't played the game, I'd say arrows more than anything. Mm, and I would say you, you shouldn't use arrows. Really? Because with the cursor, when you scroll over certain items, you get that little magnifying mm-hmm. glass or you get the hand. Okay. And that yeah. gives you a clue to be like, oh, this is a memento that I can grab either to move forward or it's one of the, the pieces that I ground myself in this memory with. And this uh. is why I use both. Um, because one, you want to, like you said, have that cursor over everything yeah. because on its base level, it's an adventure game. Uh, it's a point and click adventure game where you're finding items, collecting them, solving puzzles, y- solving a puzzle. Um, sometimes it's environmental. Most of the time, it's eventually not. you even start shooting objects. Yeah. You shoot trees at people. Yeah. You shoot trees uh, as zombies, <laughs> but the, the way the environment is designed, uh, through most of the outdoor levels or outdoor areas, which is a good chunk of the game, I found like grossly frustrating. Yep. Because there are, um, while it's not visually distinct, there are plants and little hedges and ferns. And, and also rocks. elevation changes too, yeah, right? Yeah, that don't look very distinct and will prevent you from walking. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, in those cases, anytime I was outdoors, I used the mouse to click where I wanted to go mm-hmm. because then your character auto paths uh, to that location. But when you are indoors, it's just much more natural to use the arrow keys mm-hmm. to get where you need to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I point and click the entire time. And then when I started, when I had the option, I used it maybe a little bit, but then I remember myself clicking mm-hmm. to kind of find objects to click. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back, uh, back to the story of the game. Um, the first couple scenes just kind of sets the sets the tone, um, basically saying like Johnny is sad because his wife just passed away. It was interesting to have the game go in reverse. So Johnny's wife passes away, 
and then it goes to uh, I think the first two scenes his wife passed away and then after that he's at her grave and then after that he sees her on her deathbed um, and I think the thing that we should talk up to is probably like please take care of Anya and we don't know who Anya is for the first what like two thirds maybe maybe the first half, half of, the of the game we don't yeah. know who Anya is so we're like ah who's Anya how did you feel about the setup of like this very sad start? His wife is dead. His wife is dead. He doesn't know why there are all these rabbits around. Um, and then there's this beautiful lighthouse. I'm a, I'm a big fan of nonlinear storytelling. I enjoy mystery throughout. Um, I just didn't find that the mysteries that they were setting up, I had any vested interest in like solving. Like, there was no desire for me to, like, oh, I really no- need to know what's up with all these, like, folded paper rabbits. And, like, I didn't have any vested desire in knowing, like, wh- what was up with the lighthouse. Nothing about it was, like, super compelling to me. Like, oh, I need to figure this out. The only thing I kind of cared about was, why does he want to go to the moon? And the little, uh, like, narrative MacGuffins that they set up that allow you to fall back through the story and solve little mysteries um, never really helped me figure out why I wanted to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just didn't care about them so much. And I, re- I realized that's probably where our experiences differed because I think you needed to really buy into that to have a real tie to the story. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say buy into that, what do you mean exactly? I mean, buy into like wanting to know what uh, who Anya was mm-hmm. and why these folded paper rabbits were everywhere and why there was one that was blue and yellow and not mm-hmm. the same as the others and why there was this platypus doll like ultimately these these things were they existed in the story for me and when it was initially set up it was like it's really not that crazy of a of a thing like i i don't i wouldn't buy a character being really invested in trying to solve that issue or that that mystery and I, if I empathized and put myself in that situation, there's no way I would have cared. It's it's like the thing that matters is getting this guy the memory that he needs on his deathbed. Yeah. And not solving why there's folded You rabbits. thought it was just sweet and innocent, right? Sure. Like it was yeah. a sweet, innocent, like old man, give him his last desire kind of story. Not yeah. like, hey, there's an actual reason why he yeah. wants to go to the moon and we don't know what it is yeah. yet. Yeah. No, like with those objects, not to really jump or anything, but the, the pickle juice jar. That's one. That's one of the common items that you have to find in each scene. Mm-hmm. I, every time I saw it, and I think the was actually one of the characters actually mentioned it. Like, what? What's the big deal with all these this pickle juice? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm, I, I'm not the only one that's taking this. Thanks, <laughs> character in the game. Thank you for acknowledging my mystery. And then I didn't just like Mike. I really just didn't care about the mystery, but I, it was also swirling in my head. Okay, these have to mean something. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it kind of completes the. Because they don't, they don't really allude to like a bigger like. I don't know if you guys thought that oh, this origami like is she a serial killer that got killed? Like <laughs> I know you how you thought about Gone Home like yeah. oh, I'm going to get murdered. Did you have a thought of like Especially hey the creepy music? The creepy music. Did you think Mo that there was something else going on? Like a like hey, Rivers a serial killer. Hey, he <laughs> killed her. Like did you think something like that could happen? I thought like she had some kind of like so just uh, when I when you know, start noticing the paper the paper things and mm-hmm. then even like the communication how she was I think it's when we jump to the scene with the parents and they're talking about her and how she's different. I was like okay, she definitely has some kind of like social disorder or like maybe she's autistic and just later like later on was diagnosed. So that's what I was kind of scrolling. Like maybe it's something like that, like just social disorder of some kind. 
Yeah, and I think when you when you go to the doctor's office, you definitely find out um, that she has pervasive developmental disorders, which are which is on the autism spectrum. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Because when you said that, I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. But mm-hmm. Now I'm smart. I think it's it's <laughs> something, and this is after I did a lot of research. So my my cousin has autism. Mm-hmm. He has Asperger's. Um, but I guess th- this can kind of be, again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to pretend like I am. Um, but I guess that this is on the spectrum, and it's so unique because in most cases, there's no one warning sign, and also it can be diagnosed very late in life, which is mm-hmm. what happened to River. She yeah. was diagnosed very late in life. Yeah, and River, once again, is his, I guess... It's life, his wife. Yeah, life partner. Mm-hmm. Throughout, and they've met all the way from the beginning, and that's where you kind of slowly follow the path towards it. This is an influential person in his life, mm-hmm. and you kind of are going through his memories, but she's a huge part of it in each single memory. Yeah. Um, just because we were talking about the condition... I didn't really fully understand it because they kind of like they touch it left and right with different in different ways. It wasn't until the movie theater scene, <laughs> when you, which is way later on. So you realize you, you go flashback all the way to the first date and the first date is with her and you just see your character, uh, Johnny. He's like, oh, she's not here. I'm so upset. He walks outside of the movie theater and he's like, she didn't show up kind of thing. That's the kind of the emotion they kind of conveyed. Mm-hmm. Stood up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she walks out of the movie like the movie she, he was in she's like hey like why did you leave and he's like what do you mean why did i leave you weren't even in there and she's like yeah i was we we're watching the movie together and you realize Aww. she was in there watching the movie like probably by herself but in her mind she's thinking hey like we were together in the movie we're, we're watching the same, the same movie. room watching yeah. the movie and to him he's like we weren't i didn't even know you were in there and she kind of could not understand like his confusion he couldn't understand that she didn't understand why he really was so upset Mm because like they're in the same movie theater together i thought that was one of the many memorable scenes in the game yeah uh there were some really funny like good memorable scenes yeah Um, do you want to maybe go over one of your favorites so when you get to the the end and you realize that uh, and sorry, by the end, I mean yeah, as end? far back as you can in terms of memory before you break through the beta blocker section. So before you realize that there's something mm-hmm. wrong yeah. where it's cloudy and you're like, we can't go yeah, any further we can't back. get even further than that. Um, you start implementing, you know, your memory implanting and then you go to his most recent memory and you realize nothing's changed. And Neil, your partner, decides to go pretty intense with the trying to implant memories. The NASA yeah, thing? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to emphasize it. So as you're, they're going back through the memories, the goal was to send him to the moon. So the thought process was, hey, let's convince him to be an astronaut when he's yeah. super young and then he'll go through life making decisions to become an astronaut and fulfill his dream. Because That's the tactic. they very much said like, this is a business. He is dying. It is not our job to make this amazingly perfect. It is our job to get him to the end. So yeah. if we need to do it by cheap tactics because he's almost dead, like we'll do it contractually mm-hmm. we have to do it. and the whole time you can kind of if you press the start button or any button you see his heartbeat because he's actually dying and you're in his memory and once again like jacob said there's a contract get him to the moon and their tactic that's was, their job that's yeah. it so it, the section that i'm specifically talking about is you have no control but it can it shows neil hopping from memory to memory hijacking different moments in uh in johnny's <laughs> life um like the school assembly yeah uh and he's like and i'm from nasa and you young sir even you can be an astronaut <laughs> and he points he's like but i don't want to be one he's like are you sure because you could go to the moon uh and you know 
They add like oh, posters it was the best. across the movie. I thought the, that was funny. They changed the poster in the movie theater to, to <laughs> make the movie actually called To the Moon. They mm-hmm. just to make him go there. And for some reason, he doesn't want to go to the moon. There was yeah. two spots that I got that same kind of feeling, and it, it was a very like anime kind of feeling. And I say that because um, I remember, like, in Dragon Ball Z, like, um, who's the turtle man on the eye? Master Roshi. I feel like Master Roshi in Dragon Ball Z has had those moments where he's, like, trying to be a fan. And he's, like, doing the quick movements. It just reminded me a lot of, like, Japanese cartoons in those um, sections. Especially when they did the, you saw the circle wipes, right? In those two, in that, and then also when they made him eat a bunch of those pickled, I think they were pickled olives yep, pickled at the bar. Um, she made him eat a bunch of them, didn't disable his taste, so he <laughs> hates olives. He's like, I gotta eat all these olives because he had to try and get like memories out of uh, Johnny to be able to move this the story backwards because mm-hmm. so, there weren't enough objects in the room to use. Exactly, so he had to eat pickled olives and bond with Johnny uh, to try and get more memories out of him. And in those two instances, it was very much like super well written Dr. Neil Watts just being like being a goofy guy and those circle wipes. And it just reminded me a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I, yep, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo, what was what was one of your favorite little moments in the game? Um, Maybe not without without going to the end, because I feel like we should save that to the end. Um, not to be like simple or anything, but just those puzzles in general, like just to move through, it gave me something to do in between the story. And like, once again, if it was just a story, I wouldn't have probably liked or continued even playing the game to be mm-hmm. honest. But that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll come back to it and like kind of if I think of a specific time. But Kamehameha was a golden moment. <laughs> Um, you know what I loved? I loved uh, the wedding, uh, the wedding day, uh, but more um, the moment between Johnny and River when they were in the top of the lighthouse and they dance and they were having their dance. And I just remember it because it was like it was perfect because you know how you think to yourself like, oh, this is us. We're in the lighthouse. It's romantic. It's going to be perfect. And like, sorry, I watch too many Nicholas Sparks movies, but like, it's never perfect ever. Soft boy. Um, I'm a soft boy. And uh, they're up in the lighthouse, they're dancing, and then one of them trips and just goes, oh, my ass. And that's literally the line in the game. And I just, I was like smiling from ear to ear because I'm like, that is like, like you said, some of the writing components of the writing, there maybe are issues with them. I had my issues myself, but like the little moments... I feel like those ones he nailed. And by he, I mean Ken and also Freebird who did the the whole game. They nailed it. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I'll, I'll say it again. I think the storytelling uh, was done pretty well. Um, and there were some clear moments between characters that seemed genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found for the most part, the, the characters weren't extremely distinct. Um, and they didn't interact with each other mm-hmm. in a natural way. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember, but Isabel and the best friends, Isabel and what was the male Nicholas. best friend's name, Nicholas, those were like kind of forgettable characters. Yeah. Like, I think the only thing that I gained about Isabel is that she was also on the spectrum somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which is how they kind of sympathized with each other and bonded. Yeah. Um, should we move to kind of... We should get to the actual, like... The, the, the meat of this? Yeah, so essentially, they kept... Let's just wrap it up. They he, they kept trying to get him to go to the moon by becoming an astronaut, make him watch movies, a bunch of stuff, and they realized nothing is happening because they originally got to the farthest back in his, their mem- his memory, but it wasn't far enough. 
but they've made the decision, hey, this is far enough. Let's kind of start mm-hmm. implanting right here. And they blame the software at first. Yeah, they're like, they, oh, the engineers, they screwed going, up. Yeah, it's not going back. We're like, we have a blackout. We can't go past this point. Let's just let's just do it here. We, we'll get it done, like no matter what. And Damn coders. Yeah. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> uh, no, so anyway, so they, they realize, hey, this is not working. Like we, They have to go back. They have to figure it out. And they're like, you know what? Let's just jump around. Let's go back to like the, was it back to the house, I guess? Yeah. And it, let's it's talk like, to the engineers. And Yeah, they're in a white space. And then you can see the next memory, which is like. But it's blocked. But it's blocked. There's a space. So they actually can't physically access it. Um, so they go back, they try and like incept the memory. It's not working. So they have, they say to themselves, Hey, we have to go further back. Yeah. We have to figure out what's going on. And you kind of are left to kind of roam, I guess. And until you realize that, Hey, there's been some undisclosed supplementation that they, that Rob, sorry, Johnny eventually started taking to suppress a memory. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, from, uh, from my understanding, they finally like figure out how to get through them they did something to the i don't remember what they did to like get past and get to the next memory they, they made a fix or something so what they did was they realized that the strongest thing that revives memories the strongest sense is scent uh and the furthest oh, yeah. back memory that they could go naturally was to a, a, a scene that had roadkill and as your characters out by the road they have this revelation and so you go to the car you grab a jar you stuff some of the roadkill into it and you bring it back into the house yeah. and you tell the doctor who's watching over your dying patient uh we're gonna go in and then as soon as we get in and go to this last memory we want you to open up the jar and put it under his nose and so when he smells it it'll bring him right back to that fateful moment mm-hmm. and day which is the roadkill is from the first scene in the game when they just run over a rabbit and you're like what the heck why why is this here? But now we know why. Mm-hmm. It goes full circle. And then eventually they break through to the original memory. Mm-hmm. You break through and you're in like some kind of childhood. There's kids playing. It's Johnny as he's playing. And Neil Watt makes a comment. There, look, the time distortion here is insane. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's all over the place. Because you see him appearing in different parts of this scene. Like he's kind of like a shadow here. He's playing on the road here. There's He's everywhere for some reason. And then you see the a mother of some sort leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And as she's leaving the house, she gets into a car. As she's getting into a car, Johnny is jumping around and cr- goes in the back of the car and bam. It's not Joe. It's not Johnny. It's his, it's his twin brother, Joey. What? Dun, dun, dun. So you realize that Joey. Soap operas. His, so good. his twin brother that you just kind of didn't know about and you thought originally that because because johnny was re- like referred to as joey in like previous memories yes and you realize hey that's that w- my grandfather's nickname yeah that wasn't that wasn't like yeah a thing. no your mommy your mommy's like thinking about your twin brother that she, she killed and she's going a little yeah exactly done. so she you, loved him more so you kind of see the memory it's your twin brother that was like all everything <laughs> that you loved in your life is now dead on the side of the road and that was the memory that was being suppressed. <laughs> um, did you guys find the breadcrumbs throughout? Because I know, um, I think Dr. Um, Dr. Rosaline at multiple points, like hints to, hey, do you realize what's going on here? Because I think she knew that there was a twin brother before the revelation happened. Because she was hinting. Because there was bunk beds. Yeah, that was the only hint, though, that yeah. I think mm-hmm. she, she gives. She leaves, she does it afterwards. She's like, didn't she realize there was, like, bunk beds? I, and I feel like she also said, like, when um, Dr. Neil Watts said, hey, there's time distortion, I think she also made a comment to the effect of, 
oh, it's not time distortion or like something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's when we discover gotcha. that he has a twin brother that has now been killed. Yikes. So then you go back and in these scenes starting to go back, you now have a twin brother, Joey, um, who you experience life with. Mm-hmm. So how many memories are past that? There's only two or three, I think. There's like memories in school and then uh, the carnival, which is kind of the the thing. Yeah, the carnival is kind of a connects the previous and the future together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll get into this one. So you get to you go to this carnival. There's a bunch of little games. Like there's whack-a-mole that you get to play, mm-hmm. which is a new game mechanic. And it's just like whack-a-mole that you're thinking of right now listening to this. Um, what was your rating? How did you do? Uh, I think at like 92%, like 39 out of 42 or something. 44 or 45, 95%. I was 97. It was 97. Ooh. I was 97 too. Yeah. No, I was 95. I was 97. How does that work? Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, like... You guys do, both did great. You guys are both thanks. great at this game. Can you pat me on the head for that? No, I can't reach. It, Can, might, it might distort the audio. Okay, there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, so you, you're going through this carnival with your little brother, and he's having fun, you're having fun, and then you just... Don't you... Doesn't Johnny decide, hey, I'm going to like just go off for a bit, and he goes like up this mountain and sta- like sits up and starts staring at the stars, and you're all sitting there. This is like when you're the youngest you've ever been. You're just looking at the stars. And sure enough, who just pops up behind you? It's River. It's River. And she's like, hey, you're in my spot. And he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this, blah, blah, blah. And that's like where they kind of first meet. And they start talking about, hey, like, what do you think the stars are up there? And he's like, oh, I think they're balls of gas, like the whole Pumbaa thing from Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, no, I think they're probably like lighthouses that are connecting from like all the other lighthouses. And doesn't she say facts throughout, like in one of the earlier memories, she talks about lighthouses and how many lighthouses there are and the type of lenses they use. Like yeah. she's very into them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She, she's very deep. She loves detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the connection. You're like, oh, okay, this is where they met originally, even though they're just kids. And later on, like they start dating, they get married and the whole story kind of comes together from mm-hmm. this point. But if you guys forgot... The goal was to get him to the moon. It has nothing to do with this. We have to get the client to the moon. Until, mm-hmm. right? But but we have to figure out why he wants to go to the moon so yep. much. And so yeah. there's the scene where they're, you know, they're looking at the stars together. Mm-hmm. And she says, can you see the constellation? And he's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. He's like, is that what you're looking at? The moon? She's like think bigger think here's the rabbit Mm -hmm. and he's like oh i see it now there's the face there's the feet and the full moon is the belly of the rabbit yeah um which is why he's so interested in going to the moon Mm -hmm. well not even that wasn't actually it because like she's it it was you're close you're almost there so she (laughs) says hey look at this they they finally both see a rabbit in the sky and the Uh moon's part of it and then he's like she's he shows her the platypus that was in the bag right and she's like he's as he's leaving She's like, he's like, oh, you can have that. I can always get another one. She's like, oh, thank you. So she keeps the platypus, which is part of her life moving forward. Great symbolism, by the way. And then, yeah. Is it? Platyp- platypus uh, of what? Platypus doesn't quite fit, doesn't quite belong. Oh, okay, okay. It's yeah. not quite a duck. It's not oh, quite a mammal. Oh, I thought you were saying like, oh, that's why it's there and throughout the whole thing. Uh, no, okay. you're saying symbolism of a platypus. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, oh. oh. He, then as he's like walking away, he's like, she's like, oh, like I think they let like, go. Oh, I'll see you like next time, like here. And she's like, oh, what if you don't? He's like, don't worry, we'll just meet on the moon. Ah, uh, that's what it that is. was yeah. the thing. He's like, it just has like a joke as he's running past, like because they mm-hmm. were just talking about it. I'll just meet you on the moon. And then fast forward, like whatever, probably sixty, seventy years from that <laughs> point, that's why the original comment was made. Hey, take me to the moon because he wants to meet River. Yeah, because she's waiting for him there because she passed away. 
but but the thing that's incredibly sad and the reason why I was so like I was so emotionally devastated is because you start to put things together and you go, hey, she said, meet me here next year and we'll look at the moon together. And you realize that, hey, Johnny's mom gave him beta blockers so he couldn't even remember mm-hmm. um, like to go, there, to go there. So they try and like date. He approaches her like in the hallway um, and she's just very like defend defensive towards him. And throughout, um, because she has Asperger's, because she's you know on the uh, on the autism spectrum, she didn't tell Johnny about their first meeting, and he didn't remember it because he has the blockers. Because he's, he has the blockers, oh, he just I don't so even think that she definitely remembers because oh, it's she stated throughout did. that she has an insane memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she, the, the whole time she was trying to like jostle his memory. She'd cut her hair. She would craft the paper bunnies. And that's why the bunnies. That's why the yellow and blue bunnies. Her dress was yellow and blue the night they met. Like, it, it's so sad that their whole life, like, was a lie. And I don't know if you noticed this, but one of the first scenes, like, he basically said, like, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but we never know what it's really about. It's like, gotcha. I don't remember our clicked. first meeting. Yeah, because she's like, because when she was talking about the rabbit, when, he, when she first made it for him, she was like, what did it look like? And he's like, oh, it had, like, feet, it had legs. And she's like, what else, what else? Because she remembered the conversation of what else, what else when she was looking at the moon, mm. but he couldn't remember, like, this, the what else. together. Yeah. And all that she wanted him to say was, and he's got a big, big belly like, like, the, the moon. like this, like the moon. And, ah! yeah, but she couldn't, and she obviously couldn't understand why he can't remember. Oh. Right? So she's, like, not resentful, but she's just like, hey, like, how do you not remember? Right. And she'll never bring it up because that's just the way she is. And um, so his whole life, he had this guilt. And especially when she died, he was like, I don't know why I have to go to the moon, but like, I have to go to the moon. Yeah. Um, when you go farther back from that, sorry, Jacob's bawling his eyes out here. It's there. so sad. <laughs> You're going to be fine. It'll be fine. It started out as a joke, me crying, but I actually might cry now. <laughs> so... <laughs> You broke me. We're, we're going to have to take a break here, folks. <laughs> Just kidding. No, though, when you go back even further to the point when they're in the like the bedroom together, um, Joey and Johnny, um, they talk about like, because Johnny's like, he keeps getting toys. He, sorry, Joey's like the popular one out of the twins. Like, he always gets things for him. And mommy's John, favorite. Yeah, and he's, he's mommy's favorite. And he always gets like toys and things. And... He's always and Joey's like, oh, don't worry. One day I'm gonna be. Does he say a writer? Because I kind yeah. of like looked away for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah, he said a writer. And he says, oh, what's mine is yours. The whole shebang. And then is this when they make the decision? Hey, we're gonna save Joey's life because he can't meet. He can't meet River because River's the reason why he doesn't want to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want to change his mind. He wants. He wants to live his whole life taking care of her and not. Yeah. Doing so anything else. here's where the game unexpectedly kind of takes a detour. I love where it goes, but um, after you figure out. Like, doesn't that scene happen? And then you're like, oh, now I have to figure out a way to go from here where you know, hey, this is why he wants to go to the moon. Because their first meeting was there. He has beta blockers. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the battle then between the two doctors is how are we going to manifest his memory in the quickest, most efficient way possible? Because once again, he's dying. And you have to get this memory completed before he dies because if he, he dies then you, all right he, he didn't fulfill the contract they said you go to court like they'll get sued for not fulfilling his final wish so dr neil watts and dr ava rosaline between the two of them they both have different ideas about how they want to accomplish this right yeah mm-hmm. um the so is it rosaline is that the yeah she decides you know what we have to get rid of river 
River has to get out of the picture because no, because when he, as he grows up, he makes decisions for River. Like, hey, we'll we'll uh, we'll get you the house. We'll get you whatever we need to do. We'll take care of you. We won't spend money. And that's becomes his life goal mm-hmm. is to take care of her, not the moon. Because as they were trying to change his life, whenever they added any kind of influence, he always fell back to River, took care of her. So they realized yeah. they had to go further. And if she was gone. We can implant those same ideas, same thoughts, and he'll eventually get to the moon, which is his goal. Yeah, because I think the hierarchy of in his life was Anya, because River said Anya, the lighthouse, yeah. is more. Why did they call the lighthouse I, Anya? I don't, I don't think it's really no even idea. that. That was. It's just that that's part of the piece of the story. That I don't think it's that important. We may have, they may have emphasized it too much early on. Yeah, but either way, it's Anya is the most important thing. And then after that, it's a river. And yeah. then he doesn't really take care of himself at all. Exactly. Or have his, I, don't, he, I don't even, does he have a job? Uh, who knows? I didn't know. Actually, when, I was <laughs> I someone, when I was telling my girlfriend the story, she's like, what does he do? Like, where does he get all this money come from? And I was like, oh, I have no idea. I, I don't think they touched on it. It's mm-hmm. not really that yeah. important. But it's like a weird, like, what does he do? Uh, maybe he writes music. Who knows? Um, but uh, Rosalind's like, hey, task is get rid of River. And then the, Dr. Watts is like, what do you mean? This, that's the reason why he like... Yeah, he originally can't wants get rid of the reason why he wants to go to the we're, Yeah, we're going off track. Like, this isn't going to work, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nope, just trust me. She just keeps saying, trust me. And you're just like, wait, like, what's going on? Why is everyone going crazy now? Now the guy that didn't care from the beginning, Dr. Watts, is the one that cares about uh, Johnny. And Dr. Rosalie is acting all reckless and, like, doesn't care and just focused on a task. Mm-hmm. So they, del- they delete river or they move river from Mm -hmm. his thoughts so when he goes to ask her out originally there's this one scene that you were in where you go and ask her out underneath like the staircase to go to the movies they move her from that location in his memory so when he goes there she's not there he doesn't end up asking her out Mm -hmm. and And if he never asks her out she's not in the picture yeah Yeah, the movie theater scene doesn't happen the carnival scene doesn't happen like none of it happens and he can focus on being an astronaut and everything is rewritten so that way instead of those memories being him and River, it's him, his twin brother, and his best friend, Nicholas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his twin brother eventually becomes a super famous writer. Mm-hmm. But this is before the two doctors actually fight, and Dr. Rosaline uses the construct of uh, Sigmund Corp's like, dream machine. Eve. Eve. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, uses Eve against Dr. Watts to make sure that he doesn't Influence. get in her way. Yeah, She's like, this is the way it's done. She just yeah, let me do she it. She makes the executive decision. This is the way we're going to fill this task. And he does not have it. So she keeps adding like blockers. And this is when like they introduce a very out of the blue game mechanic where you're like, you're playing, I guess, like the same like view, but you're able to, was it trees that you're shooting? Yep. Yeah. And there's like zombies, I guess, coming at you. And Zombie versions of your partner. <laughs> yeah. And she's coming at you to attack you and you have to kind of dodge her. And there's like tiles where if you jumped on them, it's kind of like snakes and ladders. It shoots you back and you're kind of navigating to the end of a hallway, which is I think in the school. Yeah. Which is another scene that you're in. So you're just kind of jumping around through the memories that you've already visited, but they're mm-hmm. just distorted and like have just they're all mixed and matched. Exactly. So scenes that might have taken place in your house or in someone else's house or in a bar now take place in the confines of the school. Mm-hmm. And characters that might not be together are now overlapping. Mm-hmm. And you get to hear some interesting bits of dialogue and story told from them. Yeah. Some of the highlights. Prompts to remind you, like again, like why this is all happening. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end of the hallway, and that's when you realize that the change that she has made is that she has taken River out of the picture, but in its place, like you said, taken Joey, prevented him from being killed. And that's how, instead of focusing on River, you have your, bro- your brother, your main plan is 
the two of us, I want to be a writer, I want to be an astronaut, and they kind of hold each other to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, because I kind of was, I probably was like checking Instagram while like one of the story was playing or anything, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what was going on. I really on. hate reading. No, man, it was just, I, I, I think at this, like, oh, yeah, actually around this point, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was, but it got to the point where I'm like, how is this story not done yet? Like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. And it was right before they added another like interactive mechanic of like shooting the trees. And I was like, oh, okay, I can get into this again. Um, but Only no shooting things. Yeah, literally. That's all I have. Because to do you me. thought it was going to be done. Like yeah, you're I like, we, I know what the got, thing is. Yeah, we got to the original thing. Like he's let's just like chop, chop, let's go. Let's finish this up kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but there was an extra hour in there that you didn't think it was going to be there essentially. Right? Exactly. And I, initially I was actually like at that point before, like we kind of jumped through the, the shooting of the zombies. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well I'm kind of over this game right now. I'm not going to like it. And like, this is it. Like I, you didn't want to see the payoff. I didn't care. I was like, this is getting going away. It was like, you know how, no, you didn't care either. I didn't Mike care either. Yeah. I'm like the, why aren't we finishing in this up already? But like this all said, once we got closer to the end, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay that I went through, but I think it might've been a little bit too many filler. So I think what you're saying is that I, as a sappy, as you, what would you call me? A soft boy? Soft boy. Okay. As a soft boy, um, the payoff for me is like being emotionally devastated and, and then like being built back up to say like, Hey, don't worry. This is how his dreams were actually fulfilled. Uh-huh. But what you're saying is you appreciated the mystery to say like, why, why does he actually want to go to the moon? Is that, is that why you like it? Eh. You're, you're like I'm shrugging. I'm kind of meh about the game. Like I love like romantic comedies and like chick flicks. Like I like serendipity. I like 500 days of summer. I like all of these films where like people are trying to get together and fall in love mm-hmm. and, and, and there's things getting in the way and then they figure out how to get through it. And this game didn't really like hit the, hit that for me you know what it was like i'm kind of a soft boy too but this game just didn't make me soft you named what serendipity and then you named 500 days of summer right Uh i would go to a movie like spectacular now first sure to me but to me that shows the difference between the two of i the two of us because serendipity is a little less emotionally devastating where i i would also go to like perks of being a wallflower and that's not a movie at all about like being in love but But like i would see that instead so i want to be emotionally devastated Uh and i feel like you want like a light and bubbly like Hey, this is maybe this works out. I didn't see Serendipity. Is I've is, not seen it. Not, I've not oh, seen okay. Serendipity. So then you can't talk about it. You can't do it. <laughs> okay, we we can't talk about it because Serendipity, Serendipity spoiler is, cast is all like I don't want to get into a movie discussion here because <laughs> like so much of this game is ripped straight from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay, yeah, but the like Serendipity is all about how like they make this connection and then in so many situations they don't they just miss crossing paths and it's so it's such a tease and it's so, so loco i met your mother as well there's bit. like 10 times yes. where they cross paths and yes. almost okay i understand i think this game could have been just as emotionally amazing for you jacob and awesome if it was half the length uh, i thought mm-hmm. there was a lot of filler um that maybe didn't need to be there and not to say that it was like bad or anything i just there's some stuff that could have been left out and i would have got the same amazing experience but because it had that little extra length, I wasn't a huge fan. And the only reason I stick stuck around with it was because there was different ways to play the game later on that kept me, the simple gamer, entertained. So I think what you're saying is you want the To the Moon movie, like anime movie, Ghibli movie. Oh, it'd like, be great. Yeah. It'd be great. You want that instead of the game. 
Um, I, I don't know. I like the game. I like the game, but I just I feel like if it was half. Do you like the game or you not like the game? I like because I feel like you guys are like yeah whatever. But yeah, it's good. No, I like, like. I like the story. I, Kamehameha did a lot for me. <laughs> the little puzzle elements. One DBZ reference and Mo's in. That's all you need to do. You can have a gone home if like literally someone was charged up to Super Saiyan and that's it for no random reason. Or there's a picture of Goku somewhere. I would have gave it five if out of five. In her locker, if in her locker and gone home, there was a, a Goku no, was a or Ball. a Naruto poster or something. Like that's it. Mo was in. There was a Doctor Who reference it. too, as well in this game. There was, yeah, which I felt like they could have totally used some really good stuff when it got to the elevator scene. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh man, these elevators are tiny." Which, like, yeah, they are. They only fit four people. But that is the perfect opportunity to say, like, "Oh man, it's bigger on the inside." Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'll just talk about like the final uh, sequence. You obviously like incept the hey you don't see river now joey's back so the whole thing is like he studies real hard he goes i guess to a college he starts writing letters to nasa um joey becomes an author because he writes about johnny's life trying to become an astronaut johnny becomes an astronaut um starts training and you actually go through interactively through nasa um, the headquarters to say, of some kind, or the headquarters, or exactly. Kind. Like, hey, here's central command. This here's the centrifuge. Here's where you'll train, and then you like go to the the launch, and that's no, where well, you meet your this, female this, counterpart. This is before the launch when you're you're walking around NASA, and he's like, "Oh, look, uh, our other newest recruit." And the music hits, and, and River walks in. River. And she's another astronaut that followed the same path. And, and then it cuts to the next scene where he's playing this piano song that he wrote for everyone. It's for and, River. And it's the song for River, but it, now it's called To the Moon. It's, oh my God, it's called To the Moon. It's called now. To the Moon. Oh, I'm going to cry. Sorry, we're going to have to wait until Jacob's not a puddle on the floor. Yeah. So, oh, it's so event, good. And then they even, Dr. Watts like, even asks Rosalind, he's like, hey, uh, did you like plan to do this? And he's like, no, I had no idea. It just kind of worked out um, that they kind of, I guess, met each other again for the first time. And I'm assuming another part where you started bawling your eyes out, you sap, was... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of crying right now. They're, they're, about, they're launching the oh. spaceship into going to the moon. And as they're like launching up, they're sitting right next to each other. And they hold hands. And he sticks out his hand and she sticks out hers and they hold on to each other's hands. These strangers that now become love interests. Tune in next week on TMZ. And then afterwards they go through life together. Can I inject you with some testosterone or something? I don't know. I need help. <laughs> I feel like your your uh, your hormones are off a little bit. Embarrassing right us, Jacob. Do I need beta blockers? Pull together. Okay. <laughs> Pull it together. Okay. okay. I'm going to look at you in the face. <sighs> Okay, there we're there. We so I think the final scene, we did it. We're back. We're back. Uh, the final scene is uh, the two doctors. They're on the bridge in the dream, and they're watching the takeoff, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. doesn't Dr. Watts like try and like he get tries, a little moment he, in there? You know, and then she pushes them off. It was like a very anime, like very cute, like... You're right. Reach, that's a very anime They reach moment. over my hand, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, sorry, I kind of jumped when I said it. So as they're reaching each other's hand, this, as soon as they touch each other's hand, you can hear, you hear a heartbeat. But it stops right after they touch mm-hmm. their hands. He, he fulfilled his dream of going to the moon and now game over. Okay. So then, then it what? Goes to credits? Yeah, it goes to credits. Okay. And then when the credits are done. Mm-hmm. Didn't get there. All the Ford. I, fig- I figured. You what? Figured. Of course. Oh, credits. Man. You stopped it? Credits. Marvel movies. Have they taught you nothing Have in 2017? Nothing? Have you seen the like, clips in the most recent Marvel movies? They're garbage. 
Usually anyway, nothing. Anyway, timeless, timeless evergreen. Disney content. is Disney is timeless trying to create content. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is why I have the podcast. So I can listen to you guys. to <laughs> what happened? So after the credits, uh, it's Doctor Neil Watt standing just outside the life the lifehouse. Light, lifehouse, light, you mean lighthouse. that band? <laughs> that's it. That band. Not if I'm Show me the move. Yeah. You. That's it. And the lighthouse. And uh, so similar to an earlier point in the film or in the in the film. Oh, you said in film. the game. It's a gilm. Okay. Yeah. In the game when uh, the memory was collapsing or the person was dying or there was some destabilization, mm-hmm. the exact same thing happens at the end of the game with Dr. Neil Watt standing outside of this lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And which makes you think, wait, was all of this a dream? Was all of this a memory? Was this actually something that happened or didn't happen Inception. yeah yeah because like you said the the screen beats mm. red and then he takes a painkiller like it's literally the last frame it goes red he's right at the bottom of the screen he's about to go off screen turns red there's mm-hmm. that heartbeat sound he takes a painkiller and then he just goes mm-hmm. and then it says game one or episode one mm-hmm. to the moon and then there's a check mark that goes next to it so mm. there's got to be new games that come out in the series mm-hmm. so the next game will be out by the time you hear this. Uh, it's called Finding Paradise. Fantastic. Uh, so if you're interested in this, sto- in this game series, uh, you can check that out. Um, it just came out in December of 2017. Uh, there's also two mini-sodes for the holidays, as well as a very interesting game that was put out that has zero dialogue. It's about an hour long called A Bird Story, huh. which I, I, I'm not sure if it's directly tied to the series, I think it kind of fits in the universe, but doesn't directly tie to that. So, I cool. guess closing thoughts. Um, uh, can, do you mind if I start? Go for it. Because I, I really loved. You've been wanting to play it for a while. I have been pushing for this game because I've owned it for a long time, and I don't know what Same caused here. me to say like, "Hey, why?" Because I even looked back and I googled it, and like, I don't want to say there was fanfare for it. Like a few people wrote about it. Um, but I've always wanted to play it because it always looked very interesting. And I would say if uh, watch the trailer, listen to the music, if that like gets you in, like if you like Christopher Chris Columbus movies, um, if you like after school specials, if you like like anime and the dialogue, if you like Nicholas this is Sparks, a wide variety of interests, if you yeah. like classical music, like uh, if you like any of those things or maybe two or more of those things like this is the game for you and we can debate about like hey is the, is this a game um it's a game it's is that the official mo you said it's a game yeah it's a game well there you go no debate needed cuz there's something more than just a story there you go i love this you should play it um it's uh, i'm sure it's going to be super cheap so uh, if you are uh, like us a patient gamer out there um this is something you should play Mike, thoughts, final. It was definitely worth playing. Um, I think the good outweigh the bad. Um, I'm very excited to play the next episode in the series or the next game. Um, See if some of the areas that I had issue with are resolved or improved upon. Um, I think it was was a worthwhile experience, especially for the price. You can get it for dirt cheap, uh, and I suggest that you go and get it and and play it. PC specs are low. You can play this, you know, on a, on a phone. Um, and I enjoyed my time with it. I think it was maybe a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. But overall, overall, I'd recommend it. 
Yeah, and and just on price before I, I let Mo wrap it up here, um, I bought it for my brother for Christmas. Um, it is, I think, in the U.S. four ninety nine on iOS and Android. It's nine ninety nine normally on Steam, uh, but as you know. Uh, especially going into the holidays or into summer, like you can get those games for very cheap. Steam sales. Steam sales. Mo. Yeah. Um. Jacob, you said like if you like this, this, and this, then play it. I say just play it regardless. Um. Great story. Uh, mechanics kind of change up a bit. If it's gonna be a two bucks, three bucks on Steam, it's like not even. It's a no brainer. If you have the time and you just want to kind of like a, a nice extra long movie, but you get to kind of do a couple things, solve a little a couple puzzles. Grab it, and I, I'm not the type of person that play this type of game. Jacob, Mike, you know me as the <laughs> like the gamer that likes the first person shooters, the AAA titles. This was worth it. This was worth my time, and I think if I didn't play it beforehand, I would have. Uh, or sorry, if I didn't, if I didn't get such like a push from Jacob to even look at it, I would not have played it. I would have watched the trailer. I would have said nope. I would have saw a movie or opinion from someone. I would have said nope. But if you're that type of person, I say still pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RuflowM and MichaelRuflo.com. Jacob, where can the people find you at? Uh, they can find me at JacobMcCord.com, at JacobMcCord on everything. And if you want to watch uh, the games being streamed that we play on the Left Behind Game Club, I play almost all of them at JacobStreams.com. I didn't stream this one because I was afraid for people to see me cry. Don't be a soft boy. I'm the softest boy. <laughs> And Mo, where can people find you at? Find me at Embertati everywhere. I want to have a, a big shout out to the country of Australia, the, Hello, Mike. the Thunder Down Under, um, for hitting us up uh, up the rankings. I think we were what number four in gaming. Yeah, we were number three for like two days That's in Australia fantastic. for yeah. games and hobbies. So that was incredible. So yeah, big shout outs to our to our fans in Australia. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So reach out reach out to us on Twitter. Um, at left behind, uh, left behind club, um, and you can email us your questions. Mo, what's the email? Um, is it contact at left behind? Nope. Try again. Nope. Um, is it contact? Nope. nope. Um, questions. <laughs> That's it. You got uh, it. The funny part is, I made the email. <laughs> Do you remember what you wanted to call it? Um, I don't remember what I want to call it. Do you remember what you wanted to call it? I don't. He I wanted to call it Black Hole at, <laughs> at Left Behind Game Club, and then he wanted to do. We wanted to do Black Hole episodes of this show where we just answer all the questions. Yeah. We see if there's light that makes it through that black hole. Mm-hmm. So, Mo, what is the email that people can reach us at? It's questions at leftbehindgame.club. And, uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, criticism, anything that you're interested in letting us know, uh, shoot us a message there or on Twitter. Uh, we'll soon be launching our Facebook page. And then uh, and then let us know. And then, uh, then who knows? Maybe we'll read it on air. Maybe we'll talk about it. No, maybe. we will. If you leave a five-star review, you will get a shout-out Where can on they air. leave us a five-star review, Mo? On iTunes, on Stitcher. 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 I, think I, I think I even have a feature on the website if you want to give us a five-star there. Do it up. So we make it easy. If I see your name in a five-star rating, you're getting a shout-out. Fantastic. So if you want a shout-out on the podcast, make sure you go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Leave a little uh, comment as to why people should be listening. Mm-hmm. And then tell a friend. Yeah. And also, if you cry during the game, just, just make sure and let us know, too. Yeah. And then don't be a soft boy. And then that, my friends, is one less game left behind. <laughs>